is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. Can you guess what is in it today? Hello everybody, welcome to Box 39. We are the treasure chest of magazine music and the funny side of life and we're rooted in our community here on 106.6 FM Cone Radio. Now, I am Bill Lawrence, and I'm joined by Ian Tallentire, who's sitting sort of across the desk for me, wearing a rather fetching black jumper. Evening, everybody. And also joined by uh, a gentleman on my left who's uh, recovering from rather a harsh cold, Mr Mike Harwood. Hello, Mike. uh, It's a hello for me. I'm glad to hear you're fighting fit again. Absolutely. And downstairs, because uh, we don't let him come up here very often, he's still downstairs. Adrian Cohen, he's on the third floor here at Colm Radio Towers in the Music Library. Yeah, and our show tonight, everybody, is all about new. That's innovative, novel, original or different. And our house band, Ausgang Exit, will be playing all new songs here in the studio tonight with a reduced lineup as the entire horn section have taken up a residency across the Portuguese golf club circuit and it has been decided not to replace them. A staggeringly exciting and fresh musical decision and I'm sure you'll agree with that. That's right. And in our packed show, we will be also looking at the World War II airfields that were constructed especially for the war in and around North East Essex as Adrian travels to remote beachside bar in South East Asia to talk to Kong Radio's military historian, Tim Aston, bringing an exclusive and original report entirely funded at Wivenhoe Residence Expense. So come on, everybody. Put on your newfound listening shoes, adjust your mint-conditioned radio pants, and get ready for everything new as we open Box 39 once more. You're listening to Box... uh, What is it? 39. Box 39. Sometimes I get people in, the, in my uh, in my cab, you know, and they look and say, "I've been working so hard. I'm stressed. I, I I don't get to see my family. I work too hard. My, my laptop's always on. My boss is on my case. He's saying we gotta get this, meet this deadline." I say to him, "Well, what do you do, mate? What's your in what capacity are you making a difference to the world?" And they'll say, oh, I'm a systems analyst. Systems analyst. I say, well, sister, being a systems analyst, I ain't going to get you from the station down Southway, up Balkan Hill, uh, along past uh, the magistrate's court, up through past all them traffic lights, and then through right down to Mersey Road. That's not going to get you through that on a rush hour, is it? Being a systems analyst, you a big cab driver like me. I'm, a, I'm in a job that makes a difference. I love my driving. I couldn't be anything, you know. Uh, 
I could have, I could have been an electrician. Yeah, I could have done something glamorous like that. I could have gone to shops, you know, and uh, put in new lighting systems, new cable rigs. I could have been in a whole new uh, set of things. But uh, I chose the open road for me in life. I love on the road around all sorts of parts of this town, from uh, little, little, little housing estates all the way to these fast old parts, this fast bypass. Oh no, it's the life of the road for me. So, welcome everybody once again, and this is Ausgang Exit, our house band, and this is a brand new song, and this is called Hush Money for Porn Stars, The Oval Office Mix. And we'd also like to welcome listeners who have texted us and they've emailed us in to tell us about the new things that they've had in their lives, including uh, a firm friend of the show, Mango Dread from Shrubend, who tells us that over the recent Christmas holiday, he said hello to his brand new granddaughter, Lottie. That's wonderful. And we heard from Ron and Reg, who live in Brylingsea, who say that there actually isn't anything new. There isn't actually anything new. Every single atom of us... And them, and indeed anything on and in this earth, is actually just a reconstituted bundle of atoms that were only once new 13.8 million years ago when the universe rushed out of nowhere. Well, I think that's true, isn't it? Yeah, good. good. Well done, Ron and Reg. Well, that's old. What's new, Ian? Well, I'd just like to agree with Ron and Reg, really, yeah, Bill. They know what they're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. There's nothing like a nice bit of physics and chemistry thrown together. So, anyway. Bill, you chucked out this theme of new before Christmas, which should have given me and the lovely Mike sitting opposite plenty of time to conjure up some options for discussion. But I don't know about Mike, I actually found it really difficult. Well, I'd agree. The word new is frequently used, but uh, probably misused. Misused? I I have to stop you there right there, Mike. I thought we were going to have a debate about the word, the idea, the concept of new. Uh, You know, are we debating it or are we not debating it, Mike? Well, isn't that the problem? What what problem? The problem of new in relation to time. Isn't it good to know that an election followed by Christmas and New Year has re-energised young uh, Mike? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's new, it's true. A new dawn, a new day, a new life, a new year. Yes. Whereas the reality is quite the opposite. It's another dawn, another day, the same life. It's a continuum. Uh-huh. Hang on, hang on, Mike, because what I noticed there was that you didn't refer to another year. Yeah, but the whole new year thing is more interesting as the change in year is nothing more than the movement across an arbitrary point in time. As a group of civilizations, we could have chosen a different uh, form of non-calendar, which solely shows that uh, life through a sequence of individual days without worrying about seasons, birthdays or any form of anniversary... Wow, so today could just be day 6,015, for example. But you've just referred to days as individual, which surely makes them new. Well, in all honesty, Bill, I feel somewhat constrained by the language available to me to describe exactly what I'm trying to say. The sun doesn't move, uh, heat source, light source, 
the reason for our existence doesn't get turned on and off? What happens is the globe we inhabit rotates on its own axis and also rotates around the sun. Nothing is stop, start, nothing is on, off. It's two continuous spinning sequences. Nothing old, nothing new, continuous. So it's all about sleep then, is it? Well, I don't understand that. Why is it all about sleep? Well, Ian is mistakenly suggesting that a biological system requiring a break in the time continuum imposed as a way for animals to survive indicates a new period. But it does, doesn't it? Well, no. Time is continually moving forward. Biology, on the other hand, needs a rest. Day is activity. Night is recharge. Okay, Mike, so... I get the activity and recharge bit, but going back to units of time, your thoughts are a bit deep and they're not really practical, are they? Well, deep as me, and I understand from our perspective where days, weeks, months, seasons are ingrained into our... They're ingrained into our every it's, being. That it, it, it's a challenge to take on board. But a different reality was certainly possible. Though both the predictable phases of the moon and the movement through season would be in reality of an intelligent life form have led to some form of demarcation of time. It's like having a yogi in here or, or, well, I think, or uh, someone who's... It's marvellous. It's a bit like being at school and doing catch-up no, physics, I'm, isn't I it? I just yeah. feel totally calm. And, <laughs> isn't, and I'm, yeah. feel, I'm feel all zen, Mike. So you, well, so no, you, my, my head is hurting after that. <laughs> so getting, getting back, it's worth it. Getting back it to was, you. So, so what you're saying, or what the point you're trying to make, the, point or the key is, point, is get that to the point. it's continual <laughs> movement through time. Definitely. Mike, this is profound. This is profound depths, Mike. I can't help it. So in summary, what you're saying is... Time flies like an arrow, and fruit flies like bananas. It depends where you put the emphasis on the sentence, doesn't it, or the emphasis on the syllable. Anyway, I think it's time to hear once again from Adrian in the Cone Radio Music Library downstairs, there on the third floor in the tower. And meantime, we hand out, well, I'll hand out, the copies of the uh, Oxford English Dictionary, a Webster's and a Wellham Collins, yeah. so that we can look at definitions of the word new when we come back. How about that, guys? We need it. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. No, don't touch the volume. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. It starts quietly like this. Breeze drifting on by, you know how It gets louder I feel. later, the whole orchestra comes in. You can't... You can't touch it's the volume, leave dawn, it. It's a new day, Leave it. It's a new life for me, yeah, it's a new dawn. It's a I new listen day. to it, I listen to it all the way through. Life for me. It gets louder later. Ooh, 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 ooh. Trust me. And I'm feeling good. <laughs> Fly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, you know what I mean? 
Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean. And this old world is a new world in a bold world for me. very much to Nina Simone. Thank you to Mike for chilling out there in time. And now we're going to listen to the first of two parts of our exclusive new written report, which comes from Colne Radio's military historian Tim Aston, and he's going to reveal the secret costs of the new military infrastructure that was put in place in and around Colchester here in North East Essex during World War II. And our report is narrated by Adrian. You're going to hear about Wormingford, Blackheath, Birch, Boxstead, Gosfield, and Earl's Cone. Community radio at its finest. Think of Colchester and the military and you will probably instantly think of its army connections and history. But military aviation has also had a presence here, almost from its early days. Its busiest period was naturally during the Second World War, and especially from 1942 onwards, with the arrival of the United States Army Air Force. This period saw a boom in airfield construction in the vicinity of Colchester, although many of these stations were very short-lived. Many of the airfields hastily constructed in the 1940s were for use by the US Army Air Force. These were all built to a standard design, having three concrete runways, one at least 2,000 yards long, the other two between 1,400 and 1,500 yards long, forming an A-shaped layout. A perimeter track of around 3 miles in length and 50 feet wide connected all the runways and allowed aircraft to move around. There would normally be two major hangars, supplemented with a number of smaller prefabricated ones. The bomb dump was normally concealed in local woodland, and there would normally be storage for 200,000 gallons of aviation gasoline in two underground storage tanks. Most support buildings were either of a prefab or brick-faced concrete construction. Construction typically required 175,000 cubic yards of concrete, 32,000 square yards of tarmac, 20 miles of drains, 
four to five million bricks and around 50 miles of wiring for the airfield lighting. Each airfield cost around one million pounds to build and that's about 15 million pounds each in 2020's money. So they were not cheap, especially when you consider they mostly only had three or four years use before being abandoned. It's worth remembering it was the United Kingdom that paid for most of these airfields, not the Americans. Or shall we say, they made us borrow the money to build them. And it was only in 2006 that we finally settled our World War II debt to the United States, which had finished the war richer than it had gone into it. Many of these stations were very short-lived. Let us consider a few of them. RFC RAF Wormingford was six miles north of Colchester. Its first incarnation was as a Royal Flying Corps landing ground during the First World War. 37 Squadron RFC were based here, tasked with the defence of London and the East Coast from German Zeppelin raids one of which, L-48, was shot down between the 16th and 17th of June 1917 by a BE-12 aircraft based at Wormingford. After closing at the end of World War I, it was rebuilt in 1942-43 and reopened, intended for use by the US Army Air Force Heavy Bomber Group, but was deemed surplus to requirements. So, it became home to the US Army Air Force 362nd Fighter Group in November 1943, flying P-47 Thunderbolts. In April 1944, they relocated and were replaced by the 55th Fighter Group, originally flying the P-38 Lightning, but quickly re-equipped with the P-51 Mustang. After VE Day, the airfield returned to the Royal Air Force's control, and was the Technical Training Command and later Transport Command before being closed and sold off in the early 1960s. The airfield was returned to agricultural use, most of the runways and bricks and concrete being broken up and used as aggregate for road construction. However, a small area of the runway was retained and is used by the Essex and Suffolk Gliding Club. You're listening to Box 39, The Wall of Radio Sound, with Bill Lawrence, Adrian Cohen and Ian Tallentire. Listening to Box 39, and really, you're listening to the new lineup of Ausgang Exit uh, live here in the studio. They're certainly sounding a lot, a lot looser, a lot looser and emptier, don't you think, gents? Absolutely. Yeah. Good sound. Now, the horn section, we've left them. If you want to listen to them, you can hear them. They uh, they do a show called Casa Trinte e Nove, 
which is Portuguese for uh, Box 39, I believe. And uh, it's a community and music show, and it's on the Portugal's newest local radio station, Expat Groove FM. So uh, have a listen to that, uh, if you yeah. can. Yeah. Also, now, uh, that um, last uh, number, wasn't it called Make America Gyrate Again? It was good. They're playing it. Yeah. Do you get what they've done there? Make yeah. America Gyrate Again. Shall we listen to a little bit more of it? Yeah, that was good. I like that. Well, I can actually say Mike is gyrating so much it's making the uh, making the desk wobble. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our celebration is a cele- our show even is a celebration of all things new, isn't it, Ian? It is this evening. So, after feeling somewhat overwhelmed by the depth and complexity of Mike's reasoning in the previous chat, I'm glad that we can get back to something I can understand—a good old-fashioned wholesome definition. Jolly good. Uh, there's always room for more complexity and depth, Bill. Well, there certainly is, because I am outrageously simple and shallow, to be quite honest. Now, come on, gents. Less chatter, more content. Let's go. Well, here's our first definition, then. Having recently come into existence, created or made, an infant or a product. So we say new when we mean latest. So you could say my friend Bryn has just purchased a brand new iPhone 11. Yeah. Does such a thing exist? Yes. No, yeah. Let's not debate that. We're debating you. Let's Come on. Move, yeah, well, let's move on because uh, there's so many other ways in which we use the word new. For instance, when we mean replacement, having been seen, used or known for a short time, as in rice was a new crop for the area. So uh, how about that? Yeah, that's very good. I like that one. You can be used to mean unfamiliar as in visiting new places. So my example of this would be, I visited this Neolithic site called Stonehenge. It was new to me. Ah, well, in that sense, um, yeah, well, how about uh, new as in modern, being other than the former or old? As in, he bought a new car with the money he raised by auctioning the vicar's collection of rare stamps. I presume, I presume that was with the vicar's authority. I'm, I'm not sure. Open for debate. Anyway, or it can mean novel or recent, having been in a relationship or condition, but only for a short time, as in new to the job or a new wife. Or, or new husband. Uh, indeed. Or partner. New, new partner. New partner. Thank you. This is, one, uh, this is one I don't like. Another. The beginning as the resumption or repetition of a previous act or thing. So... A new day. Oh, no, let's not do all that again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've done that, haven't we? New new job. (laughs) No, we've had enough of that. New job, yeah. Is it a new job for me? Yeah, new job. Yeah, new job for somebody else. We'll accept that. We're not accepting a new day. Anyway, language has never really been my thing. I mean, I'd much prefer scientific facts. And as we go through our definitions, they get a bit weirder. So here goes. New meaning improved or dissimilar. Um, And usually of superior quality, hopefully. As in... A new strain of hybrid corn. Very Just the new geneticists well, out yeah, there. Well, look, I've got to end this conversation because uh, the, the new minute is upon us. How about a new strain of a flu, a new flu virus? Yeah, new let's strain. not go there either, Mike. No. Might see us all off. Well, is oh. that the same as a new strain of my hamstring? This is possible, but I think we're getting too philosophical now. But, okay. Well, Physically. I'm a historian. I'm used to new ideas. So believe it or not, historians is all about encompassing the new. Uh, new ideas are expressed by the word neo. Uh, so a lot of historical new ideas are called neoteric. Uh, they replace the traditional ideas. And so after the neoteric ideas, the new neoterics are called postmodernists. And, of course, that's a general distrust of anything with existing conventions. What is generally accepted as normal is thrown out of the window, which, to be honest 
is pretty much what this show does. So let's move to some fresh new music from Adrian sitting in the new Colm Radio Music Library book, uh, library once more on, uh, what floor is he on? Only one book in the library. Uh, what floor is he on? Uh, six. No, no. It's, it's the three, one under three. 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 Come oh, yeah. on, Adrian. Tell us all about it. Please don't dominate the rap jack If you've got nothing new to say If you please don't back up the jack This train's got to run today I spent a little time on the mountain Spent a little time on the hill Heard some say better run away Others say better stand still Now I don't know But I've been told It's hard to run with the weight of gold This is the Grateful Dead playing New Speedway Boogie, which was written about the disaster at the Altamount Speedway concert in 1969, when the Rolling Stones hired the Hells Angels to work security. The lyric, In the heat of the sun, a man died of cold, refers to Meredith Hunter, an audience member who was killed by the Hells Angels. Garcia referred to the concert as a nice day in hell. Grateful Dead lyricist Robert Hunter wrote this song as a response to an indictment of the Altamount affair by rock critic Ralph Gleason. Hence the lead-in lyrics, Please don't dominate the rap, Jack, if you've got nothing new to say. to the third piece of music tonight from Ausgang Exit and this is New Pants and Booties. And uh, Henry was telling me before the show started that the inspiration from this song came from their favourites, uh, favourite people in their lives, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. 
unfortunately, they're not going to be on the show tonight. We, we did write to them, uh, but I understand they're a little bit busy. But anyway, not only is it a new lineup for Outgoing Exit, but it's also a new look. And I have to say, uh, it's pretty good. And uh, the new look uh, was described, I read a review from the East Anglian Daily Standard. Uh, they'd just recently done a residency, haven't they, at the, uh, at the Roxham Golf Club Northern Soul Winter Weekender. And the, uh, the uh, paper said they were spanking pristine, uh, wearing velour, uh, two-tone and highly reflective. And, and uh, that's normally a, a sort of description I, I would reserve for, for Ian's hairpiece, highly reflective. But anyway, it's our show of all things new, and we asked you to tell us about something new. Got a text from Rosemary, and uh, Rosemary lives in Hythe Hill in Colchester, and she's about to retire after nearly 40 years working hard, making profits for somebody else. And she's just booked to travel to the USA and to travel on a hired motorbike from New York to New Orleans. Well, there'll be nothing new there because she'll be giving some profit to somebody else then, won't she? That was a bit harsh, was cynical. It? Yeah, cynical on a Thursday. She I do apologise, Rosemary, take it all back. Anyway, New York, New Orleans, maybe two of the better-known American cities, but there are many other towns and villages that people left when emigrating to the New World. And when they settled there, they gifted these new places the same names. And don't forget the addition of the prefix new. Yeah. Don't worry, don't. Mike. I won't. But there's a new yeah. new prefix mean uh, new and improved, new and better. New, I new. I would suggest, Mr Lawrence, that might well be up for uh, debate. Well, let's have a think about this. So which of you two is going to begin? Go I will, you, I will. You, I want you know. to, in fact. Oh, I've got go an example then. that should definitely cause some thought. Old Stanton is a village near Tewkesbury in Gloucestershire, England. The village is a spring-line settlement at the foot of the Cotswolds Escarpment. 2011 census recorded the parish's population as 198. Yeah, that's right. Small. Small. New Stanton is a borough of Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania, United States. The population was 2,173 at the last census and sits on the crossroad with a Pennsylvania turnpike. Much of the area of the village of Old Stanton in the UK was owned by the Stott family until 1949. In addition to restoring the properties, these owners built a reservoir, added lighting to the main street, improved the church, extended the school, built a swimming pool and cricket field. But today, the village has no school, post office or shops. No one has post offices, do they? Or shops, not in villages, mate. No, no. Uh, a bit old hat. Mm. Well, Volkswagen of America, VW as we know, they operated an assembly plant in the uh, in the New Stanton there in Pennsylvania in the 1980s. And they made, you might remember this, Mike, the Volkswagen Rabbit. Had uh-huh. rather a rude sign on the back of it, didn't it? Did it really? And the Rabbit uh-huh. truck, there was a Rabbit truck. They made the Golf, I had a Golf, and they had a Jetta. But VW sales in the USA, they pretty much declined, so the plant had to close, I'm afraid. The village of Old Stanton here in the UK is built almost completely of Cotswold stone. A nice. honey-coloured Jurassic limestone. Oh, very pretty. Several cottages have thatched roofs. It's a high street and a pub, which is called the Mount at one end of that, that road. The Daily Telegraph described Stanton in 2017 as arguably the most beautiful Cotswold village of them all. While the Huffington Post said it's one of the prettiest and most idyllic unspoilt villages of the Cotswolds. The Cotswolds Way long-distance footpath passes through this idyllic spot. That's right, and there are about 900 households in New Stanton, Pennsylvania, out of which a quarter have children under the age of 18 living with them. 
and about half are married couples living together. The annual per capita income for the borough is approximately £15,000. Out of this population, about one in five are living below the poverty line. Current famous inhabitants of Old Stanton in the UK, or the most famous inhabitant of Old Stanton in the UK, is Sue Barker. Was she married to Ronnie? Don't believe so. (laughs) Interesting combination. (laughs) Oh, well, look. A current prominent business of New Stanton in America is, uh, I like, one of my favourites, the Super Value Pittsburgh Grocery Distribution Centre. Employs over 500 people. And I tell you, one of the best products, I looked this up on the internet, Anthony, the classic, the Los Angeles Root Beer, and that is one of your favourites, Mike. That's I right. certainly bought quite a lot of that on your credit card recently. I know, I drank gallons of, gallons of it when I was in California. Yeah. And um, after listening to that, the new doesn't sound like an improvement in any shape or form on the rural idle idle that uh, migrants left. You certainly wouldn't be able to buy a cottage in uh, Cotswold Village if you were earning £15,000 a year, would you? You're right, yeah. I think it's probably best to allow the listener to draw their own conclusion as to whether new, in this case, is improved or if the American dream has been achieved. So, we've got a bit of time left, Ian. What should we do? We've got 30 seconds left. Malden. What do we do? What were we do? We're guessing uh, uh, Essex place names in America. Yeah, go yeah? for it. That's yeah. why I said Baldwin, uh, mate. I'm ahead of you. Where's that West in America? West Virginia. Oh, you're good, Mike. Oh, no, you're yeah. good, good Mike. Will you, will you be able to tell us where all these are, Mike? If we, oh, if yeah, we absolutely. know. Absolutely. You do. Well, how about Brent, Brentwood? Brentwood would be um, in. Um, uh, uh, I think it might be New Hampshire. There's one of them there. There's one in California. Oh, actually, isn't there? Missouri. That's why it took right. a while to get uh, it. Well, I come on there, Mike. Colchester. How about Colchester? That's easy. Connecticut. And yeah, Vermont. That's all, all right. Shenfield, mate. Come on. Go on, Shenfield. Yeah. Uh, bet you don't know this. New York. Uh, hey? Danbury. Danbury, Nebraska. Oh, I can't think of any other place. Billericay. Uh, Billericay. New Hampshire. There's one there. Whoa. That would I be... once walked out of a, an airport and I was confronted with a whole load of yellow buses and they all had Colchester, <laughs> Chelmsford. <laughs> it was very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in the end, what can you say? What is in a name? Eh? What Whoa. is in a name? So uh, it, it does Pure seem history. plenty, it seems. And, and just before we hear from Adrian once more in the music library uh, here at Calm Radio, talking of names, thanks to our listener who sent in that information information about uh, the American towns. Thank you, Mr. Tarzan Hardcock. You're going to hear about Blackheath, Birch, Boxstead, Gosfield, and Earl's Cone. RFC RAF Blackheath was four miles from Colchester, just west of Wivenhoe. This airfield became operational in 1917 and was also used by 37 Squadron. It was notified for relinquishment in 1919, but it was still in use as a private civil landing ground during the mid to late 20s. It is now agricultural land and very few traces of its military use. RAF Birch, which was 10 miles from Colchester, opened in 1942. It was used by both the RAF and the US Army Air Force as a reserve transport airfield. It never hosted operational units and closed in late 1945, reverting back to farmland. Thank you. 
RAF Boxstead, which was six miles from Colchester, opened in 1943, having been built for the US Army Air Force. It hosted the 386th Bombardment Group, flying the B-26 Marauder. In September 1943, this group moved and was replaced in November by the 354th Fighter Group, flying the P-51 Mustang on long-range bomber escort missions. In April 1944, they moved and were replaced by the 56th Fighter Group, flying P-47 Thunderbolts. The 5th Emergency Rescue Squadron activated at Boxstead in May 1944, flying P-45s in the air-sea rescue role, their aircraft being equipped to drop life rafts, flares and marker buoys to shot down aircrew and to inform rescue units who would pick them up. After the war, Boxstead reverted to the RAF, being home to the Fighter Command Mosquito Night Fighters. Then, in 1946, 234 Squadron moved there with their Gloucester Meteor Jets. The airfield finally closed in 1947. It has one more claim to fame. While a US Army Air Force base, Glenn Miller played there, and it is rumoured to have been his last ever performance before he was shot down. RF Gosfield, which was 19 miles from Colchester, north of Braintree, construction began in 1942, this airfield being built for and by the US Army Air Force. The 816th Engineer Battalion started it, and the 833rd arrived in October 1943 to help finish it. The airfield was strafed in a German air raid, and four members of the 833rd were killed and 15 injured. In December 1943, the 365th Fighter Group flew in with their Thunderbolts, flying as escorts for US Army Air Force bombing missions. In March 1944, they moved and were replaced in April 1944 by the marauders of the 397th Bombardment Group. However, as soon as they arrived, they also moved and were replaced by the 410th Bombardment Group, flying A-20 Havocs. They deployed to France in September 1944, following the Normandy breakout. In January 1945, the short Stirlings of 299 Squadron RAF were based there, but they moved after two weeks as Gosfield was selected as one of the launch bases for the first Allied Army support for the crossing of the Rhine. The airfield was finally closed in 1946. RAF Earls Cone, which was 10 miles from Colchester, opened in 1942 as an RAF bomber station. It was transferred to the US Army Air Force in 1943 as a B-17 flying fortress base. They were later replaced by the 323rd Bombardment Group's B-26 Marauders. The RAF resumed control in September 1944, basing 296 and 297 squadrons Halifax Tugs and Horsa Gliders there, taking part in the numerous paratroop drops over the Low Countries, and then playing their part in Operation Varsity, the Rhine crossing in March 1945. Kenneth Wustelholm, a commentator for the BBC on the 1966 World Cup final, was a pilot at Earl's Cone during this period. By 1955, it had reverted to agricultural use, but there is still a flying club that operates from there, as does the Essex Air Ambulance. When I was born to be yours, yours.
This song, The Winner Takes It All, is obviously not being performed by ABBA, but it is an ABBA song, and it is being performed here by Christina Martin, who presumably ran out of new songs of her own. It's a fairly earnest and worthy effort, but ultimately it's unremarkable, as is so often the case with cover versions. Now, can you name five cover versions of songs that were, to your ears anyway, immeasurably better than the originals? Give me a moment and I will nominate five. The gods may throw the dice And minds as cold as ice And someone way down here Loses someone dear The winner takes it all The winner takes it all Okay, here we go. Joe Cocker's With A Little Help From My Friends was better than the Beatles' original version. Ava Cassidy's Songbird was better than the Fleetwood Mac original. Janis Joplin's Me and Bobby McGee topped country pop singer Roger Miller's original. Manfred Mann's Earth Band's version of Blinded By The Light was better than Bruce Springsteen's original. And The Clash did I Fought The Law better than Bobby Fuller... Bobby Fuller... Floor, 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 better than the Bobby Fuller Four did. What about yours? Well, thank you, Adrian. Uh, that was very interesting, and uh, we're going to come up with our own uh, better version soon. But here is just a, a version that can't be better, because we're going to listen to a poem, and this is a poem that my colleague here, Mike, wrote himself. And it's all about Boaty McBoatface. Now, Mike, can you explain a little bit about Boaty McBoatface? I can, uh... Boaty Mac Boatface is a new yellow uh, submarine that can go deeper than ever before. It's part of the uh, Sir David Attenborough new ship Antarctic Research Project. And what it will do is to help scientists work out why deep currents are getting warmer because uh, those currents are affecting um, cold water. It makes the cold water less dense and it has to go uh, somewhere. And we've got enough of uh, extra water going uh, over our planet anyway. So it's essential research and uh, quite a new uh, new venture and very important for scientists. Well, thanks, Mike, and we're looking forward very much to hearing it. And, the, and your poem is read by Box 39 stalwart, Yvonne. The naming of Antarctic Climate Change Deep Ocean Sub, Boaty McBoatface, started a trend of trendy McTrendfaces. A Sydney ferry launched Ferry McFerryface. New Sydney Racecourse 
Horsey McHorseface, Gothenburg Stockholm Express, Trainy McTrainface, Shropshire Council Gritter, Gritty McGritface, South End on Sea, New Skate Park, Skatey McSkateface. Mirror, mirror on the climate change wall, whose McFace is the most vital of them all? New depth submersible, Boaty McBoatface. Go, yellow Boaty, dive deep for data. See gold for the scientist, for the environmental activist. Deny the climate change denier. Action is the antidote to despair. Raise an Attenborough glass to Boaty McBoatface, saving the face of the human racy McRaceface. Fantastic poem from Mike. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, Brilliantly read by Yvonne. This is Ausgang Exit, and this is called Mexico. Hurry up and pay for that wall. (laughs) And... uh, Sounded too well there, Mike. Now, uh, Ausgang Exit, uh, this, they told me this is their most downloaded track of December, and it's from their new album, From Dartford to New Malden on the M25. And Henry says, if you download it from the website, just put in the code Henry's Big Trombone and you'll get 25% off. Well, uh, Box 39 continues, and that's what you're listening to here on Com Radio, 106.6 FM. And I've just lost all the emails. It's all gone blank. Come back. There we are. Uh, because we got an email and celebrating our, 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 uh, all, our show of all things new. And this is a text from a new listener, and this is Davy Wolf from Brightlingsea. And he says he always associates the new year uh, with a new wife. Well, as he has, has just married his fourth wife, Paula uh, this week. Well, congratulations to Davy and Paula. And he says his three previous weddings to Pippa, Patricia and Pam also took place in January. Well, let's see if we can uh, finish this subject off with our own bit of word association. Now, if I say new, what comes into your head, Mike? Formula. Oh, same question to you, in New? Improved. Well, look, you two obviously watch a bit too much telly with adverts, I say. Why, why is the association, Mike? As you said, advertising, big business trying to influence our behaviour, particularly our spending. Yeah, I definitely agree with Mike there, Bill. It's all about optimising a brand and increasing market share. Oh, no, no, what's optimising? What do you mean by that? Well, think back to when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, a certain yeah. chocolate biscuit brand used to appear on the TV. Add two uh, wafer p- fingers p- p- joined p- p- together p- p- by p- p- chocolate. P- p- no, that p- p- didn't have a wafer finger. Okay. That had a biscuit. It was hard. Okay. okay. And it was marketed using the snapping sound when you detach the two halves. Okay, you with me? 
there's now sure. a four You're too cool for finger... cats. We're cool, too cool to be well, cats. Well, it's got two Ks in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's now a four finger, a four, blah, blah, a four finger variety, Is an it? orange flavour, a dark oh, nice. chocolate option, and if you go to Japan, you can buy wasabi flavour <laughs> and strawberry cheesecake flavour. Oh well, and it's about using uh, the trust people have in their product and encouraging them to buy more and different of the same brand. Is that all there is to optimise? Well, there's product placement. Yeah. Not only do we get bombarded with visual and auditory messages encouraging the use of particular products, but the manufacturers also pay retailers to place the products in certain areas in the store in a display determined by an advertising agency and at a height on the shelves that is eye-level for the majority. So that's why I can't find out what I want without really stretching up or just getting down on my knees. No, it's because you're short. Well, <laughs> I need to be personal. Let me be personal. Thank you very much. No, you're absolutely right, Bill. That yeah, is the yeah. reason. You're obviously bucking what the advertisers want to achieve. They're all very well, but now they say new formula on new improved. What? Why are they new in formula? Well, but are they really? No, because under the trade description, trade descriptions act, the formula has to be different. Well, it has to be a little bit different. And some survey or another would have to show an improved customer preference. But if you look at the small print, it'll probably show that the trial was of an incredibly low number of people. Ah, so it's an improvement of sorts to some, if only a few. So what you're saying is it could be a bit of a con, this new improvement, new former stuff. Well, last year, last year, um, Bayer, the the medicine giant conglomerate, suggested their one-a-day vitamin supplement could prevent cancer. That's right. And in the 1950s and 60s, dozens of doctors featured in advertising suggesting that certain brands of cigarettes made them healthier than others. Well, I can certainly confirm that although Box 39 may or may indeed may not be good for you, the music we play will certainly improve your day. So without any more ado, it's down to Adrian once more for another piece of music. So, this is the new year, and I don't feel any different. The clanking of crystal, explosions off in the distance, and I have no resolutions for self-assigned penance, for problems with easy solutions. So everybody, put your best suit or dress on. Let's make believe that we are wealthy for just this once. Lighting firecrackers off on the front lawn as 30 dialogues bleed into one. 
I wish the world was flat like the old days. Then I could travel just by folding a map. No more airplanes or speed trains or freeways. There'd be no distance that could hold us back. Right, apparently I've got about 20 seconds to get something off my chest and potentially about 1.4 million people within the catchment area of Cone Radio. Listen, the 21st century started on 1st of January 2001 and not at the beginning of the year 2000. What is wrong with the world? Have you got no patience? Huh. It's Box 39. So there's a last piece of music from Mouse Gang Exit, and this is Gary Newman Lives Next Door, Orchestral Suite Number Three. Absolutely original, as you say, Mike. Uh, you're listening to uh, the Box 39 show, all about new. Thanks to all the listeners who've let us know during the show what new is for them. Uh, we've received our last text from the Reverend Ralph Struth from Lower Rowhedge Village, who says there's nothing like the smell of a new book. And he can happily spend a whole hour whilst waiting for his bus back to Rowhedge, sniffing the entire gardening, politics and home baking sections of Barry's Bookstore in Colchester High Street. Uh, I think we're with you there absolutely with you so let's end the show with our favourite bands who gained success when they decided on new names little test for you little test we've only got much time left we've got uh, we've got I would say uh, one minute and a half to go so who do you think these bands become I'm going to give you the original name uh, we'll start with you Ian the T-set Pink Floyd Oh, very good. Uh, and one for you, Mike Pendleton's. Oh, I know this one. The Beach yeah. Boys. You... Only because you lived in California. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, this is... Uh, I bought, right. The first ever record I bought was by this band. They were called Earth originally. They have a bridge named after them in Birmingham over the Canal uh, Network. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, that's right. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Uh, rest his soul. And Starfish? Who did yeah. Starfish became? One of my favourites, Coldplay. That's okay. right. Yellow. How about the Salty Peppers? Oh, um... Any uh, ideas? Salty rhythm, peppers. Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. Earth, wind and fire. Yeah, that's right. I used to yeah. like Earth, wind and fire. They were very, very nice shirts. Uh, how about the new Yardbirds? The new Yardbirds? Um, oh, flying object. Was it, yeah. was it, was it a Zed Leftepin? Zed Leftepin. Yes, it was the old Led Zeppelin. That's only a joke. I, Here's I one for a Mancunians out yeah. there. The Rain. The Rain? The oh. Rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my old schoolmates, isn't it? They yeah. became Oasis. They did. Well, the old Gallagher a... boys. Okay, yeah. look, uh, one or two more. How about Smile? Ah, oh, I know this one. Oh, Royal, no, Royal, no, Royal no, Band. No, Smile. The King. <laughs> no, that Queen. Be Queen. 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 Oh, Queen. The, everyone should know this, the Quarrymen. Beatles. Yeah. Last one. The weak heart drops. The Clash. Absolutely. Yes. Well, to be quite honest, I think The Clash suited them better. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Now, uh, Michelle Obama, who uh, it was, who said, just try new things. Don't be afraid. Step out your comfort zones and soar. 
So we're really going to do that now. This is a bit of a, a Box 39 uh, special out of our comfort zone because we're going to return for the last time to Adrian in the Colm Radio Music Library. This is local radio at its finest. It's smart, it's responsive, it's ingenious. Why have we chosen this song? Well, it works on three levels. First, the theme of this show has been new. And yes, you've got it already. This song is about how the singer has got a brand new combine harvester. And that really is what the song is about, despite all the sexual innuendo. She has approximately twice as much land as he does, but she doesn't have a combine harvester, or at least not a new one. Second, is that sexual innuendo I mentioned? We, of course, disapprove of it strongly, but by playing it on the show anyway, we are being post-ironic. Third, in 2019, we let Box 39 become very urban, very Colchester inner city, very downtown Wivenhoe. And here we are, with the help of the Wurzels, we are signalling to North East Essex that in 2020, Box 39 is going to reach out to the rural communities that are reportedly all around us. Local radio at its finest. And as the Wurzels are pushed very firmly into the corner, you have been listening to Box 39 here on Colm Radio. That was our examination of new. Thank you all to all of you written in, texted emails. Thanks to Mike for his fantastic poetry and the use of all his credit cards for the online shopping we've been doing in the studio during the show. Thanks to Ian for coming up with a show structure even stronger than the double-sided tape on his hairpiece. Thank you for Ask Gang Exit, slim down in size and slim down in their fee. And thank you for Adrian in the Colm Radio Music Library for daring to play the Wurzels. Most of all, thanks for you the listener and coming up in a few moments red button with jill ball and the politics of social media so stay tuned wouldn't we grand couple let that last words of dance oh you are brand new gators and mccarty right fans in your new sunday dress with your perfume smelling grand we had our photos taking us all in end so from up here in Studio One on the fourth floor of Cone Radio Towers, high above the full and fertile landscape of North East Essex, it's time to say goodbye once more. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you.
This has been a copy production for Golden Radio.